Hello, and welcome to Soul Science with Namaste Carly, where we break down the science of alternative medicine and holistic healing. This week, I wanted to talk about massage therapy as a form of medicine. I am a licensed massage therapist trained in a handful of different modalities, but also an enthusiastic massage receiver. I think that massage is one of the oldest forms of medicine. There are records of massage dating back to the earliest civilizations. But if you stop and think about it, it is very intuitive to use touch as a way to help you feel better when you are in pain. When someone is hurting physically or emotionally, we reach out, we hug them, or we try to comfort them in a physical sense. If you stub your toe or cut yourself on a knife or a piece of paper, your first instinct is usually to kind of grab a hold and apply pressure. So it makes sense that massage is therapeutic. However, in Western society, it has been kind of distorted into a luxury treatment or something reserved for special occasion or even sexualized. It's definitely not something that you regularly receive or have any sort of maintenance with. Hopefully, I can elucidate the misconceptions around massage so that you understand how beneficial massage can be for your overall health and well-being. If we stop and think about illness and disease in general, one of the largest contributing factors would be stress. And just based on that alone, you can understand why massage would be good for your health. It helps people to relax, de-stress, and enable the body to enter its natural restorative processes of repair and things like that. So most people typically think of just like a spa type massage that has calming music, a beautiful, relaxing environment, and probably costs a pretty penny. In reality, there are so many different types of massage modalities, and I could probably spend an entire episode on each one going over the intricacies and benefits, but this is meant to be kind of like a general overview so that you have a better understanding of massage as medicine. However, some of the different modalities include Swedish, deep tissue, sports massage, pre or postnatal, medical massage, manual lymphatic drainage, craniosacral, myofascial release therapy, Thai, Balinese, cupping, the list really goes on and on. I would like to also add that although I am a licensed massage therapist, I don't advocate simply because it is my business. I also regularly receive massage at least once a month. Sometimes I get it every other week if my body needs it. I would also like to say that I receive chiropractic adjustment on almost a weekly basis. I often recommend chiropractic care in combination with massage, and here's why. Chiropractors are trained to manipulate your bones, your skeleton, including your spine. Your bones are what provide your structure and foundation. Massage, on the other hand, manipulates the muscles and connective tissues like tendons, ligaments, and fascia. And those are what control the movement of the skeleton. If the skeleton is out of alignment, it affects the way your muscles are working. 
just as when you injure a muscle, it can actually pull your skeleton out of alignment as well. As with all holistic healing, everything is connected. You have to look at the big picture because nothing in your body works in isolation. If you have a pain in your neck, it could be from a strain in your low back or vice versa. Um, Oftentimes people come in and talk to me about like, oh, neck or shoulder pain, but really they have something going on in their low back or their entire back in general um, because everything is connected. On that note, I'm going to rewind and take it back to how I got into massage because I think my experience is pretty similar to most people's. If you asked me 10 years ago if I would be working as a massage therapist and touching random bodies and naked people, I probably never would have believed you. First, because I did have severe social anxiety, so the idea of being that close to another person, especially a stranger, was terrifying, and I just wouldn't do it. Secondly, because back then, I associated massages with luxury, something reserved for wealthy people or special occasions, but I definitely didn't think of it as a form of medicine or something that you received regularly. My first experience with a professional massage was probably around the age of 19 when I had injured one of my hamstrings, which is the muscles on the back of uh, your thigh. And I was recommended a massage after things like painkillers didn't help and I was limping around for a couple days. I wasn't in the financial position to receive regular treatment at that time, but it did offer me relief from one session, whereas drugs could not. However, I didn't really understand the benefits at the time, I just knew it helped me feel better. It wasn't until I was backpacking in Thailand for a month, doing a lot of yoga, lots of walking, and generally being super active that I really understood the benefit of regular massage in terms of muscle repair and increasing your natural range of motion because I basically got a massage at least once a day while I was in Thailand. That's because it's super affordable in Thailand. Um, but it's also extremely accessible and basically available from every other shop on every single street in every town that you go to, pretty much. It really opened my eyes to a completely different mentality around bodywork and massage therapy because traditional Thai massage is done completely closed. Um, It is completely non-sexualized, despite at times people literally sitting on you and stretching you into some interesting positions. Something that I really want to stress is that inherently there is nothing sexual about massage. Yes, it can be warped or used in an intimate setting. However, massage therapists are trained to look at bodies and muscles, not necessarily the person if that makes sense. So when I'm working on somebody, like I'm working on their leg, I'm thinking about all the muscles, their origins, their points of insertion, how I can manipulate them, which direction the fiber is moving, all of that stuff. I'm not thinking about like who the leg belongs to, let alone like what they look like or, you know, how it applies to their gender or my sexual orientation. None of that matters. 
it's just a body that I'm trying to help through manipulating muscles and connective tissues, if that makes sense. So why is there such a stigma around massage, especially in the West? I think that has a lot to do with our society as a whole. People confuse touch with intimacy. It has to do with kind of the lack of non-intimate forms of touch prevalent in Western culture. Um, The ties or the links to prostitution and sex or human trafficking has not done a lot to help the reputation of massage as medicine, but those are not the same thing. Yes, massage feels good. That is the point. Massage really shouldn't ever be painful or cause pain. I often have people tell me about times they got a deep tissue massage that was extremely painful or they ended up being bruised for days. And my response is always that unfortunately you had a therapist who probably didn't know what they were doing with the caveat that sometimes, you know, people do bruise easily. However, most massages should not be painful or leave bruises. Again, kind of a disclaimer, some post-injury, post-accident, or medical massages can be a little bit painful or uncomfortable, but that is a whole different ballpark. So this is not your typical like relaxing, restorative massage that I'm talking about. When you are dealing with muscle pain that has been going on for a long period of time, it typically takes just as long to undo the damage if not longer, which is why prevention is so important. So, what are the benefits and why should you receive massage regularly? Things like poor posture, sedentary lifestyle, and stress all contribute to illness and disease. Luckily, massage helps with all of those things. First and foremost, massage improves your mood. It helps to produce messenger molecules like serotonin that make you feel good and feel happy. It can help to improve your posture by promoting balance within the body. We spend a lot of time in weird positions or doing asymmetrical activities, sitting at a desk all day, that type of thing. And massage just helps to undo the damage that those activities Uh, do to your body. Massage also helps to improve your circulation. It literally helps to get your blood moving, which brings oxygenation or oxygen to much needed areas and removes toxins from stagnant ones. It also helps to aid removal of toxins through the manipulation of the lymphatic system. The lymph system is an integral part of your immune system and where uh, basically the majority of unwanted things end up in the body. Um, Unfortunately, your lymph system doesn't have a pump like the blood does, like there's no muscle like the heart to pump the lymph system. It is a manual pump system of one-way valves that uses the motions of your muscles and body to move the contents along. Unfortunately, most people are quite sedentary or not very active, and thus their limb system is not as effective. So massage is the manipulation of the limb system by somebody else. 
Um, of course, massage helps to reduce stress. This turns your nervous system off from the fight or flight response and turns the, re the rest and digest mode on, which in turn helps to improve your digestion. It also helps your immune system and allows for repair of the body on a cellular level. So regular massage prevents the buildup of toxins in the body and also kind of trains the muscle fibers and connective tissues to sit properly or lay the right way while helping to improve the fluids surrounding them to keep them lubricated and healthy. Unfortunately, when people have muscle pains, the most common treatment is painkillers to get rid of the pain and then we continue to move through our day per usual or as normal. As with all band-aid treatments, you are just masking the symptoms, not treating the underlying issue and thus you are allowing the issue to continue or even worsen the longer it is left ignored and not dealt with. Some relatively common afflictions like migraine headaches are treated with medications when in reality the problem lies with diet, skeletal alignment, or muscles that are overactive or just unhappy. None of the medications address those issues. Um, I used to get sciatica, uh, which is on my right side, which is basically an impingement of the sciatic nerve, which is a large nerve that runs through your pelvis and down um, your leg. And when that's impinged, it causes pain basically to shoot down the entire leg or through the entire leg, making any kind of movement very difficult or painful. And really, massage and chiropractic care were the only things that helped me alleviate that issue. So professional athletes have actually done a lot for improving the reputation of the massage profession. Because regardless of the sport involved, athletes understand the importance of taking care of their bodies and the importance of prevention when it comes to things like injuries that could potentially threaten their income or their livelihood. They are helping to advocate the benefits of massage, as regular massage can actually help to improve athletic performance as well. It can um, improve things like range of motion and posture, which in turn help to prevent injuries. So you might be thinking, that sounds great and all, but massage is still not affordable to me, let alone on a regular basis, and I get it. Originally, I went to massage school with the intention of learning a skill that I could offer to people at a more affordable rate so they could receive massage on a more regular basis like I did in Thailand. However, unlike in Thailand, the cost of being a licensed massage therapist is much higher. You have to maintain multiple different licenses, um, all of which vary by state. And realistically, I am only one person and massage is a pretty physically demanding service. And the overhead costs are much higher in the U.S. than somewhere like Thailand. So what would the solution be? How do we make it more accessible to other people? I think ideally, if like health insurance companies and the government recognize the benefit in massage for improving people's overall health and productivity, it would be a service that could be subsidized to make it more affordable to the recipient 
and the therapist could still pay their bills with a fair wage. There are actually some health plans that already allow for this, and they are definitely the most progressive. Part of the problem, as always, is the education around the subject and overcoming long-held stereotypes about massage. Of course, there is also a lot of politics involved in achieving such changes. However, I hope that you found this episode informative and maybe you're inspired to go get a massage. (laughs) If you don't know what kind of massage would be best for your specific situation, I highly recommend communicating with your therapist. You are more than welcome to send me any questions through email or social media as well. I also encourage you to try different modalities to see which ones you enjoy best. I personally like cupping massage a lot as a client and as a therapist. I feel it provides results a lot faster than other modalities, but it can leave marks on the body for up to a week or two. So with that said, as always, thank you for listening. This podcast is on eight different platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. If you feel inspired to leave a review, I would be most grateful for your feedback. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram as Namaste Carly. Until next time, have a marvelous day and namaste.